When I was younger, I used to wish I was white. Sounds a bit strange now, doesn't it? To want to be an entire race that isn't your own. To reject your own culture and beliefs and traditions in the name of a society that you just happen to be born in. It sounds strange, but I know thousands of kids like me. Brown kids born in England and raised in an overwhelming white society have felt the same. I know this because I talk to them, befriend them, love and cherish them. Why is that so? I guess I need to give a bit of context first, Charles, to share my story. A story of upbringing that shares key similarities with the childhood of many people across this country. My parents were not born in England, they moved here to settle and eventually raised me and my little brother. They were first generation immigrants and we were the kids lucky enough to be born into a more forgiving society. Westerners tend to forget how lucky they are to have things like consistent electricity, universal healthcare. Freedom from war, freedom in general, is quite nice here and people don't realise how good it is here. I grew up in a very white area. I went to a right primary school and excelled at studies, conforming to the Asian stereotype and was happy. I made a lot of friends at this stage in my life, although I don't talk to many of them anymore since we all went to different secondary schools and I had no means to contact them. Looking back, I noticed something with school. It was very specific in what was taught, and not many people realise this, even though it's so obvious. Quite logically, English history was taught at an English school in England. I'd learn about the achievements of many Brits like the kings and queens of old and how we refused to stand down in World War II and whatnot. The UK was painted in this golden hue of glory and valour whilst other nations were seemingly forgotten about. As children, we are all very impressionable. Unfortunately, I became imprinted with this idea of the British saviour at a very early age. Something that a lot of people seem to shut down and call bullshit. But can you blame me? I barely knew a thing about my home country of Bangladesh, even though I visited it every two years. When Bangladesh was mentioned in the news or textbooks, it was never for good reason. Always as an example of a third world country or another poverty-struck hellhole that no Westerner should ever step foot in. And I simply let myself become corrupted with this perception, even though I knew what my homeland really was. After all, I had lived there for months at a time and learned the language and all of its semantics. I was ashamed. Ashamed of my own country and ethnicity and culture. As a consequence, I became resentful of my own skin colour. Something so normal, simple and beautiful about me had become my greatest insecurity. Something I had no control over and couldn't change because society has subliminally told me that Brown was wrong. Brown was dirty, Brown was poverty, Brown was barbaric, Brown was uncivilized, Brown was unrefined, Brown needed white. I foolishly believed all of this for far too long and was thrown into a spiral of self-hate, curable only by becoming a white Englishman. You see, there is a subliminal message hidden in most forms of Western education that we tend to turn a blind eye to, a message that keeps all of us regardless of race kept tidy and silent as one cohesive populace. The European saviour. People are taught that colonialism and imperialism thrust the world into a new age of advancements, both culturally and technology. Physics was pioneered by Isaac Newton. The scientific method was established by Sydenham. Hygiene was doctored by Nightingale. British naval fleets connected the world and brought trade and prosperity wherever they went. We eat this bullshit like mindless sheep, because who are we to question it? It's what we've learned from a very, very young age. It was only in my teen years that I started questioning the world around me. Perhaps it was part of becoming adolescent. Rebellion is a key driving force for so many young people and authorities perceived as nothing but oppression. 
This instinct of angst led me to do my own exploration of history, and very quickly the veil of European saviour was lifted. However, I still let myself become resentful of myself. My biggest enemy was me, and my greatest gripe was my own skin colour. It was only then I started finding out about the story of my heritage. I learned about the Islamic scholars and Indian mathematicians that pioneered the base 10 number system, also known as the numbers we use today, 1 to 10, and how they're developing algebra while the Romans still bumbled with the numerals. I learned about Muslim doctors who actually fathered epidemiology and modern medical practice, like quarantine. A Quran quote goes, If you hear of an outbreak of plague in a land, do not enter it. If the plague breaks out in a place while you are in it, do not leave that place. I learned more and more about my own country. How we experienced great Persian influence, how my city was considered a jewel within the Mughal Empire, how muslin and fabrics led to the capital of Dhaka, flourishing as an Asian trade hub. I learned about my family tree and the endeavours of my family. One of my grandfathers served in the navy during World War II with the British. The other found his way out of poverty through construction projects and as a consequence turned his village into a bustling town I still visit today. Both of them survived a genocide that killed one million. Every Desi's name is a window into their past. Rashid stems from the Arabic Al-Rashid, meaning the rightly guided. Shadman is Persian for happiness and actually pronounced Sadman. Chowdhury is an imperial era name given to landowners. The sudden overflow of information and knowledge about who I was gave me so much new breed. It completely changed how I thought of the world. We are more than the flesh we inhabit, as I was told by someone very wise and close to me. Soon I would intensify my learning and turn it into a personal mission. I had a vendetta against years of having my own identity withheld from me and the thought of letting that slip was disgusting. The more I dug into history, the more ugly secrets were revealed except they weren't secrets, they simply weren't taught at schools. Genocides, man-made famines, ignorance of an entire people, rejection of faith. The ugly roots of racism were finally apparent. I learned about how Britain tried to starve Bengal of food till the Indians and Soviets intervened and sent relief. I learned about American efforts to support Pakistani-led genocide during the birth of Bangladesh in 1971, which the Indian Soviets again repelled. The Soviets actually sent in a nuclear submarine to repel an entire US naval fleet. I learned about how the foundations of Western society were rooted in the blood of those perceived below them, because such terror and tyranny needs a scapegoat. Society was created unequal by design, and whilst it has come far, the scars of a botched birth remain today, because as soon as you take away that scapegoat, the entire thing comes crumbling down like a house of cards built on poor foundations. Racism is a huge problem minorities face across the world, and discrimination too. I grew up facing a lot of stereotypes about being a Muslim or being brown that I'd simply shake off because I was told it was just a joke. It was always just a bit of banter. I was taught to become complacent with the everyday discrimination and hate me, my family and my ethnic comrades would face. And because I hated my skin, my colour and who I simply was, I let it slide. One day something clicked. Maybe it was the result of a quest to find out the truth about society as a whole. Maybe it was suddenly finding people who were like me and taught me to love myself and be proud of my people. Most likely it was a combination of that and more and the whole teenage angst thing. I vividly remember the haze of hatred being lifted off me. I loved others with a skin heritage and culture. Why shouldn't I love my own? Just like that, my eyes were open to a world I had denied for so long. When I think about it, I can't help but swell with tears of the misery I brought upon myself by allowing me to become fooled by such bland lies. Sixteen years of loathing finally liberated. 
Maybe it's still the teenage angst speaking, but now racist becomes something I don't shy away from. I speak up against racism and discrimination. I don't allow people to label others as terrorists for having a faith they don't understand. Although I make jokes about it, the jokes I made are forged by me and not others. They are not made at my expense, they are made at their will. My own humour, not the thinly veiled racism of someone else, I can proudly say I love being brown. I love being a Desi. I love my country and culture. Sure, there are some traditions that aren't good, and the nation has its own issues, but what nation doesn't? I am a member of an ever-growing youth that understands the true potential of our people and what it could be. England may be where I live, and I do love this country, but Bangladesh is my home. Bangladesh is where my heart lies and always will. Bangladesh is today one of the fastest growing economies in Asia. The people are diverse and live peacefully due to the secular constitution. People openly protest against extremist movements and recognize how beautiful but delicate our freedoms are. People die for those freedoms and I can't even begin to express how proud I am to be of the same people. This started decades ago in 1971 when an entire revolution was led by students who simply wanted to see our language flourish and be independent from oppression. People died just to protect our words and way of life. They took to the streets and took bullets to their heads simply because they were brave enough to speak up against an entire different ethnicity that wanted us gone. To me and millions of others, Bangladesh is a country of expanding metropolises, lush forests, snaking rivers. Bangladesh sees the most beautiful and haunting acts of nature through the monsoon and smite of lightning storms. I've seen these myself. Bangladesh is forever blessed by tropical sunshine and the crimson hues of the drowsy sun. Bangladesh is beautiful, brown is beautiful, and no matter what society says, your homeland is beautiful too. Just see past the facade of fragile lies that is finally shattering today. It's quite damaging, really, to see how poorly the education system has treated us, especially those of us who come from immigrant families. Our window into our own lives is so confined and limited to something that's taught only in schools. And no matter how much our parents try, they can't always avert that point of view. A lot of the time it's down to us to open our own eyes. In fact, if I didn't meet those people who changed my perspective, I don't think I would change. I would probably still blindly hate myself and wish to be a different race. I would blame all of my misfortunes on who I was and my race rather than my own actions and what happens outside of my control. I would blame my skin colour for things like not being able to go out rather than my own parents who are simply trying to be protective because they are in an unfamiliar world where things like these are unfamiliar to them. I have a lot of years to make up for and a lot of culture that I rejected. Today I'm very different to who I was all those years ago. It was only when I turned around 16 actually that I started realising how much I had caused detriment to myself. So I guess I've got 16 years to make up for because of that. I intend to relearn all the languages that I pushed away. My parents grew me by teaching me so many languages at once. I learned English and Bengali at the same time. Those two languages form the bulk of my vocabulary today. I still speak both with great fluency. But I never learned how to read Bengali because I simply didn't see the need. 
I blindly told myself, why would I need Bengali in the country of the English? But every time I go back to Bangladesh, I'm ashamed because I can't read the signs. I can't go around and read the books. I can't indulge myself in the rich poetry that spans thousands of years. I just have to ask my cousins to translate it for me. I dream of a day where I can go back to my ancestral home in Bangladesh and open the book cabinet my dad's father had left, full of books spanning centuries that he collected from his travels around the world in the Navy. I dream of reading political theory that he left behind and playing with all sorts of ideas he had written down in his journals, all in the Bengali script. For this language is beautiful. It's a language people died for. People threw their lives in the path of tyranny just so that their children's children could live to tell the tale. And to deny all of that and push it away, that is the greatest harm I could do to my own people. And to hurt your own people is one of the greatest crimes one could possibly do. I urge anyone who's allowed themselves to become brainwashed by a very, very restricted society to allow themselves to become more indulged in the culture. People say if you live in England, you speak English. You can learn English in many other languages. Even learning one language outside of Europe, that is a window to a whole other world because the European culture is confined to this little continent. Once you see what else there is out there, you'll never look back. The world out there is beautiful. Only if you let yourself become open to it. I guess that's the story of how I turned my greatest shame into my greatest pride. Something that used to trouble me and now I hold it close to my heart. That's all for this. Thank you.